Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crash Course. I'm here with my good friend. I said my good friend, like my good. My good. My good friend, Ben Sykes. <laughs> okay. I don't know what dialect that would be. I don't is either. it a dialect? You got or me. Or is it just, la- I don't know. Yep. My my good friend, Ben Sykes, the one and only, he's sipping coffee. He's uh, he's warming up for this this topic. And warming up is it's good cold. right now. Because yeah. it's like, we're, like, we're in Georgia, and it is not Georgia typical weather. It was 17 this morning. That's nuts. That's nuts. I told Liam, my seven-year-old, that this is probably the coldest it's ever been since he's been alive in Georgia. Oh, really? I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah. At least yeah. consistently for the last week or so to have yeah. wind chills and the negatives and all that. It's like I, I, I doubt he's ever. So he's, yeah. he's wanted to go outside and play because there's a little bit of snow on the ground, and I'm like, you don't want to go outside. <laughs> You'll be miserable. You don't understand. Yeah. This is not. This is not good. Um, well, you know, someone's probably going to listen to this 10 years from now and be like, I don't care what the weather was like in <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about Tell the weather Tell me more today. about the weather in 2018. Uh, no, here we go. Let's, uh, let, let's go ahead and, and jump into our topic. Uh, every single podcast, we try to cover a topic. And what's funny is usually, as we're doing an episode, because we try to keep these pretty, pretty short, I'll be like, we don't have time to get into all this. And another, let's roll this into another topic. And so that's yeah. how it goes. And last time we were talking about the church. What ultimately? What is the church? Because um, I think it's so easy for us to think of churches as a building. We think of churches yeah. as a denomination. We think of churches as as something like as an institution. But ultimately, the church is the body of Jesus, which means and an analogy. That's an analogy in Scripture, by the way, yeah. to the people who have decided to follow Jesus, put their faith in Jesus, and have committed themselves to the work of Jesus in this world. That's the church. So we're the church. Yeah. But it's such a huge concept, and we didn't really intend this to be a, a multi-parter, so we're going to break it in, into it this way. Um, we talked last time about what is the church, and I, I want to get into at some point, like, why, sh- why should I actually go to church? You know, like, yeah. what's, what's the point of... Because I can listen to messages online. I can, you know, I can yeah. do it all on my own. Why, why do I actually need to, like, wake up on a morning and go somewhere and be part of that? We'll, we'll get into that. But you really, I think, hit the nail on the head as we were talking in between in between episodes, that we should really talk about the mission of the church. Yeah, and I would argue if you understand the mission and inspired by that, you'll want to go. Well, I don't know why you're arguing in you'll the first place. You'll want to go. Why is this an argument? Well, because I like to win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine, then. Um, so <laughs> here's Ben arguing. No, no. Um, yeah, so if, if you... I, that's a great way to put it, because the truth is, if you're confused about the mission of the church, then why... You, you aren't going to want to be involved. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's really important for us to have clarity there because if it's like anything else in life, if you lose sight of your mission, yeah, we, we have we have some phrases we use. It's why, how, and what, and that's not something we invented. It comes from a, actually comes from a book by a guy named Simon Sinek called Start with Why. Okay, really basic concept of know why you do what you do. Yeah. Don't get so fixated on what you do and how you do it that you forget why. And the why is the mission. If you lose sight of the mission, the the how and the what they they become the point, and it just yeah it loses its. So let's talk about the why of the church. What is what is the mission of the church in this world? Not his hands church, not a church, like yeah, the church. Yeah. What's the mission of the church? Well, the quintessential verse you'd have to go back to is the Great Commission. So like at the end of Matthew, yep. Jesus, I think Matthew 28. Is that Matthew right? 28, yep. yeah. Is Jesus is ascending into heaven and he's appeared to, what was it, 400 people or something like that. He's yeah. been teaching them and he's about to go into heaven. And the last thing he says... Uh, he tells his followers, go therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all these things that I've commanded you and know I'm always with you. So that's like, that's been the wireframe kind of mission that the church goes back to, I think, wisely. So there's a lot in there, like Jesus jam packs. Yeah. So that's, that's a very loaded last. Yeah. Hey, I before mean, I go, do this. Like Jesus and knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right. I mean, you can go through that and that's every part of that is super important. So go into all nations. So this is not just a, like one nation kind of thing. Like this is for everybody. Which at that time, you know, the, the, so obviously Jesus comes out of the Jewish culture, out of Judaism. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how, how God's, you know, he, if you know the story of the Bible in the Old Testament, God picks this one group of people. Well, he really makes this a group of people because it starts with a man who has no children. They become a nation, and he's like, I'm going to reveal myself to you guys. Yeah. I want you to know who I am, and through you, I'm going to reveal myself to the world. Yeah, this is the nation in which I'm going to be born and live and preach my message and then send people out. So so if if you're a new Christian or or you're just diving into the Bible for the first time, you're like, man, this is so much of this is about the nation of Israel, especially in the Old Testament. It's because, yeah, that was... That's the group of people that God really worked through. His intention, though, was always the whole world. You see that, by the way, early in Genesis. He tells Abraham, yeah. who is the, the man that became the father of the Israelite people, I will bless all nations through you. But he, he decided to start by really going heavy with this one group of people, showing yeah. them his power, his wisdom, his love. All these, He's like revealing that, and ultimately that, that comes through Jesus, who was born out of the, the nation of Israel. And the reason I say that, when you say go into all nations... You know, the nation of Israel and the Jewish people were pretty, like, secluded. They it did was not... a big deal. Like, yeah. little did they know. Like, Jesus was being really literal there. Like, yeah. in the next few years, you will go into all the nations. And, yeah. and, and to give someone a global mission 2,000 years ago, you know, like, when we say the phrase going yeah. global now, it's like, okay, send an email, build yeah. a website. But yeah. to tell people in 2,000 years ago, you know, your, your, your area of focus is the world. Yeah, that's, and that, crazy. that's kind of like, that's always our life plan. I mean, to make it, to bring it into modern terms, like my defensive fearful plan is always to just surround my, myself with the people I know work and I don't have to, like, who's safe? And then everybody else, I don't know about you. Right. And Jesus is always going to push against that and say, no, my good news is for everybody and you don't have to live out of fear anymore. So that's the first part. So go, go. go. That's the first yeah. part. Of the mission, yeah. And then and the he continues. Second part: teach all nations, observe them to observe, teach them to observe all these things that I've commanded. So, the next element that always is going to be a part of the church is teaching. Mm-hmm. So you teach week week in and week out, but you don't just teach anything. Like Jesus says, teach them to observe all these things that I've commanded. Right. So we we capitalize on the things that Jesus said and the, the things that he taught. And everything then that points to Jesus also. And that gives us the Bible, and that's, that's where all that is. And mm-hmm. so, like, the words of Jesus, who Jesus is, is really important. And we teach that. That's why we would do a podcast like this, and that's Right, that's uh, and, and actually that, that is a big part of the reason. I mean, it's the main reason we do this podcast is because, you know, there's only so much we can cover in 30 minutes every Sunday, and especially the yeah. fact that we live in a world right now where if you, you know, if you want information, you're in the times that we live in, your first inclination is not, let me go see if there's a class somewhere that I can sign up for. You're yeah. going to go find it. And we want to create readily accessible information for whenever you're ready to learn any of this. You know what I mean? So this is, this is teaching. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know message, if it's good teaching, but it's teaching. Yeah. So the message of 
or the, the message of the church is to teach others to observe all the things that Jesus has commanded. Because okay. we're really excited about that. We've seen in our own lives, everything Jesus says is true. Like, oh my goodness, if Jesus tells you to do this, and this is a fruit of the Spirit or something that you can engage in, guys, you got to do that. And so that's, that's where we can keep coming right. back to as the church. Um, we're just like, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. So that's part of the church, that we continually do that. We offer that and encourage people as they've made that decision in their life to declare that b- before other people and know we're going to be with you there as a church and yeah, uh, and, we're in and, this together. Yeah, and baptism is one of those words that, again, it gets so kind of muddied with, you know, we have all these these mental pictures that come to mind. And, yeah. you know, baptism ultimately is a surrender and it's an identification completely with who Jesus is. You know, when I get when I got baptized, I was twelve, so I don't think yeah. I thought about it in these terms. But I've now I've baptized a lot of people. Yeah. So almost every time I do one, it's like, it's almost God teaching me more and more about what I've already done. Sure. You know, that's yeah. how He works. But baptism is essentially, it, it is the moment where you are all in to the point where you're public about it too, or you're saying, I now. I I uh, I see myself not just as myself anymore. I see myself yeah completely and totally intertwined with the life that Jesus has given me. I mean, I I know it's a silly analogy. It's not perfect because no analogy is, but yeah. you know, when when people finally pick a team that they're going to root for in sports and they put that jersey on, they maybe go buy the jersey for their team. Yeah. They put that jersey on, they walk around in public and they're like, you know, and it's funny like you know, we live in Georgia. So as we clearly established, talking about the weather. Um, And, and, you know, there's a lot of rivalries in this area sports-wise, especially, Mm. um, you know, with Alabama and other teams. And, you know, if you put a certain team's jersey on and walk around, you're going to get some people that are going to be like, heck, yeah, and they're going to high-five you. You're going to put some people that, you know, ah, you know, but but you're willing to – you don't care. You're all in. You're willing to identify with that. And there's something really powerful in saying it out loud. Like, that's that's a human thing. Like – like you and I are being blessed right now, just saying these things out loud that mm. we've said so many times, but just making a declaration of something, it clarifies it even more in your mind. Like even yeah. when you said, when you baptize people, like you just go deeper and deeper into how awesome this experience is. And so we invite people into that. So it's not just in your mind, hey, do you believe Jesus and he saved you and he died for your sins? And you, it's not like something just clicks in your head. It does. But then when you say it out loud, oh, man. like then it gets really, it gets real. Well, and you know what? That, I mean, it, the last episode that we recorded, we talked about what is the church and we, you know, kind of, it's the movement of Jesus in this world. And it really, when Jesus really first starts talking about the church, and I, I, this is off the cuff, so I think it's the first time he ever talks about the church at all, Okay, is when Peter, we mentioned in the last episode, yeah. when Peter outwardly declared, said it out loud, you are the Messiah. Yeah. You are the Son of God. And Jesus is like, now I'm ready to start the church, you know, because yeah. the power of saying it and, and being, you know, outward about it, it is, a, it's a, it is a powerful thing. Yeah, because words are that moment when we, when we share. It's not just about me. It's about what I'm here to do and reflect in this world. Right. And that's how... God himself creates and spoken word and uh, there's a lot to that so that's yeah we th- a big rabbit trail there we'll, so. we'll, we'll do another episode sometime on yeah. words I guess that's a pretty low okay so baptize them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit 
and know I am with you always. So that's the last part of it. The church is the place where we continually celebrate the presence of God with us in every situation. Mm. And that's just a really amazing, the spirit always being with us. That redeems every situation we're in. Like mm. that gives us hope and changes. So that's, that's a continual celebration for us. Like that's, and that's part and, of the life of the church. You know, here we are 2,000 plus years after Jesus made that statement. And it's amazing to think about how true every that, bit of that every bit of that has been, yeah. and the and the reality of there have been so many Jesus followers, so many Christians, in so many situations in the world, and in so many times where it would look like common sense would say the church has run its course. There's yeah. no way the church could survive this. Yeah. Some of the survival has been outward. There have been times where the church has been so heavily attacked from outside. You know, in the early days, especially like yeah. the Emperor Nero, basically did everything he could to make sure that there would be no Christians. Sure, yeah. And Jesus was with them. There have been times where the the struggle from the church has been internal, um, whether it's been you know church leadership awry, and you know when when the church became a powerful force in the world, yeah. you know politically powerful. There's a lot of corruption that happened, and so it almost seems like oh man, there's no way the church is going to survive this scandal. There's no way the yeah. church, is gonna, but yet. <clears throat> Always does. All, why? Because Jesus is with us. Yeah. And when you've got Jesus there, I mean, it'd almost be like if you're going on a road trip and you've got a master mechanic with all of his tools with you, yeah. and if your car breaks down halfway through, you're like, no big deal, he can fix this, because he's with you, you know? Um, yeah, and like that's, that's the declaration of Paul, even when he's severely persecuted and in prison, he says, in Christ, I can do all things. Like... All these scenarios that are thrown at me, like when I have a lot, when I'm plenty, and a bunch of people are listening to me, or I'm alone in a prison cell and I'm being persecuted, in Jesus, like He's always with me. I can do I can do any of those, the full range of those scenarios. Right, and it's not Jesus. He's not always. It's not like I can do all things because one time I experienced who Jesus is. Yeah, it's because continually, moment by moment, every second of the day, the presence of God. I'm with you always. The Holy Spirit is with us. So, yep. so okay. So the mission of the church is to go, to teach, to baptize, and to experience the presence of God. Yeah. Is that how you? It's I mean, a great. That? It's a great frame. I mean, and you know, you can go into the the rest of the Bible from there. Not saying it has to be exhaustive, but Jesus starts there and gives that those categories. So that's a great place for us to to start too. Okay. And there's there's other passages you could go. I don't know. Not sure how much time we've got, no, to, we got some time. to frame other stuff. The other, the other one that I go back to the last few years, I guess Jesus has been teaching me this, like another level. There's a, if you want to read the first half of Luke 14, I believe, uh, there's this party. And I like this because, you know, we describe from the early days his hands as being like a party. Yeah, like the party kingdom on, of party God on is, Sunday. is like a party. That so, made some people mad, by the way, the party on Sunday I phrase. think it was brilliant for that reason like because it, it's such a biblical concept because it, especially from this Luke 14 right okay that when people push back on that it's just like okay have you never read Luke 14 but in Luke 14 like Jesus is invited to a party with a bunch of Pharisees and they're the religious people of the day and so and boy could they party boy their could parties they... were <coughs> Excuse yeah me. I'm you gonna joking. make me cough there <laughs> so he's invited and they've got their own <coughs> excuse me their own version of what it is to be religious. And Jesus just goes into this party and starts immediately changing everything. It's like he owns the place. It's so, it's almost comical. 
Is this where he just doesn't wash his hands? Is that where? Is that the this one I'm is, thinking of where he like skips that? Or is this? A di- I don't think so. I could be okay. remember because there's another time where he's invited over and he like skips their big, and they're like, "Why don't you you know do yeah, this?" Yeah, yeah. They like, freak oh, out. Yeah, okay. In but, so many of these situations, but in this one, I think it's it's a good frame for like what the church does because it's almost like Jesus is saying, "Okay, if you guys want to be the church, let me tell you how you could modify this party right now okay. and be the church." And the first thing is there's a guy that. Uh, needs to be healed. He has something wrong with his hand. Like, I forget what it was. And Jesus heals his hand, and it's on a Sunday, and they freak out. And so it's like Jesus says, the first thing you're doing wrong here is you're ignoring that they're hurting people among you. And like, let's not do that. This guy's hurting. Let's heal him. And, and so that's like a tell when the church is not being the church, is when you start denying that there are hurting people among you. Mm-hmm. And so often we define the church as wrongly as being the place where we try to pretend like nothing's wrong. I heard a similar thing, and again, I, I don't have Luke 14 in front of me, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trusting your memory on this, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I think it's probably right. Um, as Ben reaches for his I'm phone... I'm going to make sure I'm going to the right place. It's not a big deal. Uh, well, I guess it is, but like, point is. <laughs> so so this, there's a famous story of, of Jesus teaching, and his, the house that he's in is just jam-packed with people. And there's this guy who can't walk. He's he's paralyzed. Yeah. And he's got four friends that are carrying him, and they have to go in through the roof. They have to like literally climb the roof, lift this guy up there, break through the roof, beginning of Mark. Yeah, Yeah. beginning of Mark. Lower the guy down, and then Jesus heals the guy. And I I heard a pastor talking about it. Never had this perspective before. He's like, you ever wonder why the people who were there didn't notice the guy behind him trying to get in and like, hey everyone, clear some room. Yeah. This guy needs healed. And he made the observation that those those people were there to learn. Yeah. about God, but they, they were so fixated on their own learning that they, they didn't pay any attention or give any value to the hurting person that was there. Yes. And he talked about how that's in many ways indicative of how churches can become, how the church can become, where you're yeah. so fixated on your own personal experience with God that you have a blind eye to, to hurt. And it needs and, to be the opposite. Yeah. 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 And, and so, yeah. Okay. And then the second one is they're vying for the best seats at the table and Jesus says, why don't you not do that? Why don't you take the, the least seat, because that's where the action is, and, you know, love them. And then if the person that's throwing the party calls you up to the, to the front, then that's great. But so often we define the church as being the place where we, like, we design it so that it's a place where we compare ourselves to one another. Mm. Like, who's more spiritual? And Jesus says, no, church should be the opposite of that. It's the place where we can finally let that down. Or like, I just, don't have to worry, like, oh, you know, is Justin liking what I'm saying? Am I being right. funny enough? Like, oh, my goodness, if I can't drop that around you, mm. then th- this, that's what the church is. So that's so Jesus immediately starts, suggests that to them. And then the other one is, he says, hey, next time you throw this party, rather than just throwing it for people that are going, going to probably do the same party again next week for we're, you, we're gonna reciprocate. and you're just going to pass around the same resources, why don't you serve the poor and invite them in, who, the people who by definition, can't pay you back. And so Jesus says, let's not define the church as being the place where we just guard our own resources by just out of fear. Mm -hmm. And so we have an entirely different relationship with our blessings and resources, and we we can share them with others and just not expect to always be paid back. Like, that's that's no way to live. No, it's not. And it's funny you, you connect those dots. So, like, did you look up Luke 14, by the way? Is that all? I am in the right chapter, you're, yes. You're right there. That's awesome. There you go. Is that So my favorite moments that we have ministry-wise here 
uh, and by ministry, I mean like mini- the word ministry means like to help people. That's essentially yeah. if you want to boil ministry down, it's helping. Is when we have an opportunity to do to do something where there's literally no <laughs> What's benefit in it for, for us? us. There's none. That's the idea. It's like, like oh, that's this a joy is so great. We because there because so- sometimes it's just reality. Sometimes there is there is ministry that you can do. Like you see this a lot in the world. You see this a lot in politics. You see a lot in Hollywood where it's sort of yeah. like I'm writing a big check. But I'm also getting a lot of publicity. You but know? you're literally writing an eight foot long check and taking a publicity picture of it. Right, you yeah. are. It's a huge chance. Right, it's a big. <laughs> yeah. It's a, and and so yeah, you're giving and that's great. But you're also you're receiving a lot of yeah. you know a lot of attaboys and a lot of personal you know satisfaction. Yeah, that comes Jesus from that. didn't live like that. No, so he yeah. says, hey. I mean, you just mentioned a lot of things. Like, it's a place, the church is a place of humility. The mission of the church is to, is to serve. I think it's really important to say, what is yeah. the mission of the church? The mission of the church is not to show off. Like, we're not spiritual peacocks yeah. going like, you hey, and you, to... and you see that, by the way. You see that. It's one of the knocks you see on a lot of stuff that you see on TV sometimes is there's this whole, like, I've been so richly blessed because God loves me so much. Look at my blessings and... Don't you want to be like wanna, me? And like, then, I've got the best seat at the table and wouldn't yeah. it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. And no, G- Jesus says, hey, when you show up, who can I serve? Who needs served? Wh- what needs like what needs done? And, and yeah. I don't care what the position is. I don't, it's his, his, the church, the mission of Jesus is so opposite of this world because it is giving yeah, it is. without receiving, you know, even though... The funny thing is, is he he gives. We, we receive from him, like he oh blesses gosh. us in huge ways, right? But it's not the same calculation we have among each other. Where we're saying, well, if I give this to this person, one, yeah. you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for this lunch because I know this guy's probably gonna take me out to lunch. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's it's give without it's serve. Yeah. Not be served. Um, it's just yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and so and don't don't deny that you're hurting or that other people around you are. Like it's okay. You don't have to live with this stiff arm and define being religious by having that stiff arm. Like, mm. we, we define being religious like, I just protect myself from all the disgusting things in life. Like, right. no. Like, I can embrace that because Jesus redeems it all. So the mission of the church is to go, teach, baptize, you know, and, and to experience His presence. And when you live like that, yeah. when you experience that, you're always serving, you're always, and you're always receiving at the same time because you're experiencing the presence yeah. of God. You're you're always, you know, teaching. What you're doing has purpose. Everything you're doing and saying, it's it's not just for your own self. It's for the benefit of others, so that they can learn from you. Um, and you know, as far as baptizing goes, you're you're helping people live for something greater than themselves to experience that. Yep. Is that? And you don't have to live in denial anymore. Like right. we can, we can be real. That's kind of the mm. cool. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Crash Course, the mission of the church. Um, And and I guess what I would say as we wrap up, like there's a lot of great churches in this world. There's a lot of great churches within five miles of where we're sitting right now. And if you're someone listening to this, maybe you're not part of His Hands Church, you're you're somewhere else, just find a church. If you're a follower of Jesus, find a church that is doing what Jesus asked people to do. Find a church that looks like Jesus. Yeah, that's that's pretty simple. Um, and, And if you find that place, serve and say, how can I, how can I help? And you'll experience so much. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back later.